0: Cincinnati Gardens sitting out there big as day. Open that up, renovate it, soccer, soccer.
1: What's up, world? It's your boy Sway from MTV News. FCC's third game is done, dusted rotting in a trash can. So it's time for episode five of Knifey Lion Lion Radio. Radio. I am Jonah. Catch me at the Ice Skates on Twitter, at the Burning Bison on Reddit, and our podcast Twitter handle at Knifey Lion Radio. If you haven't followed the Knifey Lion Radio Twitter account yet, please do me a favor and hit the follow. It's the best way to stay up to date with new episodes, special episodes, and whatever other nonsense I can think of. I am joined by a former Walnut Hills High School all star soccer player till he dropped out of high school, Zach. Hello. We are not joined once again by two others, Nick and Chad. We're thinking about you, still recovering from Easter. Those guys, sore knees, lots of praying. Can't stop them from praying. Also, before I forget, if you're listening on iTunes, which a lot of you are, hit the subscribe, drop a review, preferably five stars, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Knifeylionradio.com is also a website that exists for some reason and it's out there. It's doing stuff. So, if this intro seems extra long, it's probably because I'm avoiding talking about last night's game, a 1-0, as they call in the States, loss to Louisville, which in the most generous description could be called frustrating. Thank God that Dude's Pomeranian was not there to witness it. So this week, we will talk about the home opener, a very necessary edition of Where's, Where's Nazmi? Nazmi? Uh, extremely knee-jerk, Watch, we'll get some anonymous words from within the team with this week's FCC Inside Source. Maybe quickly talk about the West End Stadium. And if you missed it, I did a Friday episode by myself where I childishly mocked all the people who were ready to self-immolate after FCC's Thursday press release only to play the fool after PG Sittenfield's Friday morning press conference. They're the fools, not me, if that wasn't clear. So if you want more stadium talk and you didn't listen to that, Give it a listen. And then, uh, I have two sleeping children. There will be no new chance tonight. My babies must sleep. Yes, I'm a father. But first, proudly sponsoring the first half of Knifey Lion Radio, it's Time Out. Northgate Mall's top-rated arcade, where the true players play. Scratch that finger itch with dozens of games, including Virtua Fighter. Graphics so real, you will punch the screen. Time Out. Across from the food court in Northgate Mall. And if you've been listening since episode one all the way up to episode five today, you get to hold the flashlight as we daringly traverse the inside of the oh, John, John, Hark's John Hark's Cave, of, Cave wonders. of Wonders. So first, last night, you were there, I was there, everyone was there. FCC's first home game of the year as we got painfully beaten one nothing by Louisville. From the very beginning, it seemed we might be cursed when uh, our sweet-looking streamer Things Tifo got caught up in itself at the top and was twisted in half. And I immediately looked over to Louisville fans and just their joy brought me down right from the beginning and things uh, only got worse from there.
0: It looked like a uh, parachuters shoot got caught up and they were falling to their death.
1: And that's how it felt. And we did die. Um, came out again with the same starting 11 minus Kenny Walker, who's injured, replaced by Will. Just happy to be here. Seymour and...
0: Yeah, basically the same starting 11. In comes Seymour, who I thought did all right against Indy. So I wasn't too stressed about the change. But right from the beginning, we seemed lost. Louisville picked up right where they left off last season. They look like a well-oiled machine pinging the ball around, pretty much having their way with us from the get-go.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure if it was a strategy thing at the beginning or it was just our players uh, feeling the pressure of the proud Nippert home fans, but uh, everybody pretty much looked off their game. Lance Lang with a couple awkward heavy touches loose passes just trying to fire it up to Welshman with really no help around him uh Ledesma not being able to get Get on on balls balls. as freely as he did in the nd 11 game so we never really had that he never really got any great looks in the first half and then um we let in a goal and Evan Newton's first goal led into the season and folks I don't know about you but I'm ready to bring Mitch back
0: (laughs) yeah I'm off of the Newton train
1: (laughs) it was cute when you were pitching shutouts but wow that was trash no it wasn't his fault at all and uh it was pretty hilarious he ended up with man of the match because i don't remember maybe did he have a save a stretched out save or was he just the only (laughs) non-field player so they just like kind of shoved the man on the match yeah i
0: don't know i thought that was kind of whack to be honest i thought for me not to jump ahead too much but i think richie ryan was man of the match for me
1: yeah richie ryan luckily has been mr consistency it's not very uh there's not a lot to look at you know he's wearing a one piece bikini for sure (laughs) one piece bathing suit that's that was an oxymoron but uh he's just back there he's not doing anything outside of himself and meanwhile everyone else is kind of like a little bit unsure what's going on
0: yeah back to uh what you were saying before i thought for sure uh, seymour i don't know if it was the crowd or his first start or what but he just seemed to be in a panic every time he got the ball i kept you know i was sitting with nick who was Eventually, going to be part of the pod. Um, <laughs> and we just kept yelling, like, dude, just chill, just relax. Cause, like, everything was rushed and that's what was messing him up.
1: It's like, you've got time, turn and look. And he just wasn't. He would make a quick pass and then look panicked. But as soon as he passed the ball, he'd stick his arms out and be like, hey, hey, the ball, the ball. Like, dude, you're not going to get the ball right back when it looks like you uh, were playing hot potato.
0: Yeah. So, Louisville's first goal, it was an ugly one for sure. I barely remember what was happening. I know the ball was just <laughs> no, bouncing around in the middle. And I did
1: not rewatch it. So just it
0: sure. just fucking ends up in the
1: goal. So looking at advanced stats on the USL website, I thought it was telling of something that someone smarter than me can tell me that Seymour's average position was deeper than, uh, Kanan Kanan Keenan, Kynan. And, um, hmm.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what I do know about soccer is that one was a midfielder and one was a fullback. So, um, that seems strange to me. And I don't want to pile on Seymour too too much because there was, uh, you know, nine other guys who weren't really playing up to snuff.
0: Yeah, and compounding that was in the first half, Corbin Bone was almost up on Welshman's butt. So there's this giant gap between them that was not filled. Richie Ryan can only do so much. like, And I feel like that's got to be on the coach. I'm not really sure what his plan was for the first half because, yeah, he had Corbin Bone playing way higher than he normally does and he didn't necessarily have a bad game we were just looking at his passing accuracy and like he he played pretty well it was just i don't know i don't know what the fuck the plan was
1: yeah corbin bones playing the whole field he's been given the freedom of a much better player given the freedom of messi and the skill set of a corbin bone which is like (laughs) corbin bone is good at whatever corbin bone does but for some reason i mean kosh just has this vision for corbin bone that I think even Corbin Bones' family's like, settle down, buddy, okay? Like, let's let him just do something he's good at and excel at, but I don't know. Everything was a little bit off from every position, pretty much.
0: Yeah, and um, I don't want to really rag on the players all that much. No one really had a great game. You know, Ledesma, I saw some people complaining that he wasn't whipping crosses in like he did in Indy, but the fact is that wasn't working. And so, yeah, he had to play it back to Hoyt a few times, but, like, Ledesma's a smart player. He wants to keep the ball, and that's what he was doing. If you look at Lance Lang's stats, man, he was whipping in these deep crosses in that second half over and over and over, especially when Jimmy came in. Jimmy's open. I don't know what their beef is. I don't know (laughs) if something went down at practice, but Lance Lang will not give Jimmy McLaughlin the ball.
1: Yeah, I don't want to talk out of school, but I have it on a reliable source that Jimmy hates Jamaicans. (laughs) he does I've said this
0: before and I don't want to get this the rumor mill spinning but last year Jimmy McLaughlin was rocking the hairdo of the alt-right I am positive that he is not a white nationalist but maybe Lance Lang saw him on tv one time and was like no this guy is a proud
1: boy I can't really blame him for that but it was bizarre and I think you're jumping around because 90 percent of the game is a blur and I couldn't tell you what happened from Point A to Z. We'll just skip ahead because nothing else happened in the first half. We seem to have a lot more possession and whatnot, but a lot of that could be Louisville just dropping back and then hitting us on a counter semi-effectively they didn't have any amazing chances but they had a few breakaways on us which are going to happen because we're pushing up but their defense was pretty compact and I think that's one of the reasons Ledesma was not having the same kind of impact it looked like he was getting crowded before he could even get a chance to cut in and do one of his patented crosses
0: right and Pat McMahon did a great job which is a little frustrating to see Not
1: that I wish bad for him, but... I mean, it's hard for him to sleep at night, I'm sure, but... Yeah,
0: I think he's doing fine. (laughs) He's playing for the league champs and... um, On a bed of wins and
1: lies.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they are sleeping on a bed of wins and lies. Yeah, I mean, we did look better in the second half. Sort of felt like we were throwing caution to the wind for the last 20 minutes. The substitutions were successful, I thought, because then we were on the front foot. I like Welshman and Danny Koenig playing at the same time, but... That's not really how it worked out. I guess they kind of moved Ledesma over to a second striker and had Haber playing on the right wing. We could be successful in a 4-4-2 if Koch ever wants to do that.
1: It seemed like Louisville, it's frustrating to watch them because they had so many chances come right through the middle. You could count on one hand the number of times we even had the ball at the top of the box. Everything came from the side or a long ball to the middle and um, just watching other teams who can do it and make it look pretty effortless, they make it either look easy or we make it look hard or it's probably somewhere in the middle.
0: Yeah, it's frustrating. I don't know. All of our analysis here is really scatterbrained, so I apologize. Sort of jumping all over the place. Um, One thing I was thinking about, Emery welshman i think he's a great player but he's not great with his back to the goal i think he should use his speed we should be playing him through beat the offsides trap and use him that way as a second striker
1: at least this game we played him like gb and he's not like gb at all so i hope koch maybe adapts things a little bit
0: yeah you got to give nazmi a chance and it's not a slight on corbin bone or anybody else but put him in the number 10 put corbin bone In the Kenny Walker spot or we'll see more now if you want to keep playing three or I'd prefer Richie Ryan and Nazmi in the middle and then play with two strikers
1: yeah it seems to me Nazmi's not gonna play unless he starts Koch has his kind of super subs and they all make sense Koenig goes up front runs his ass off Haber comes in does the exact same thing and now, Jimmy, if he's healthy, those are all good subs. I can't hate on him. So if we're up a goal, he's not going to put Nosmy in. And if we're down a goal, he's going to put these guys who are sprinting in. So I'm scared if Nozmi not going to make it as a starter, when is he going to get a chance? And I've sent some emails to the USL to try to get that those five subs back because like, we never really got a chance to exploit that the way we could have possibly. And um, he might make that fifth sub. So... I mean there's more to complain about about the game. Not a lot of good things. Lance Lang has a fucking rocket shot though. I'll give him that. That that got me a little excited. They did clear one off the line, so we did almost score somehow. Big question on the week and that seems to be snowballing for everyone and um I don't want to say I started it. I don't want to say I'm the core of it. I don't want to say I'm completely responsible. Clearly I am. But where's, where's Nazmi? Okay, everyone's asking it, hashtag free Nazmi. Whatever you're tweeting out there, even if you're tweeting at your mom, your grandma, hashtag free Nazmi, okay? Let's get the message out there. Yeah, we can't stop talking about it, but it's just so fucking odd. He's being scouted by at least
0: two MLS teams. We signed him to a multi-year deal, which I think is pretty odd for the USL. I remember when we signed him, everyone thinks like, oh, this is a signal, we're going up. Obviously, he wouldn't come to FC Cincinnati if we're not making the jump and now it's just really fucking confusing and i don't understand
1: it'd be one thing if our midfield if our offense looked amazing and then you say well you know he's got to earn his way on but three games our offense has not looked good outside of a couple just random plays wow there's just no there's just no room for him on this team like there clearly is room there's a perfect spot for him and uh I just rewatched his highlights because I'm sick like that. And I don't know what's happened in the off season. But if he's 80% of that, he still deserves a chance to play.
0: Yeah. And people have said like, oh, I heard he picked up an injury. Well, then why is he on the bench for every game? <laughs> yeah, that was three understand. weeks ago. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. Like, I, I'm just really confused. If I had more faith in Koch, I would say, well, I trust that he knows more than me. But I honestly don't.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's had a history of playing some guys who seem to be his guys last season, who that he just has faith in. Hashtag Sam Dewitt and some other players, but like these big lanky white guys who he brought in, who he was just so stoked on, and then we're like, hey, these guys really aren't doing anything. And This season, there's nobody who I'm like, get this guy the hell out of here. But it's more like you got to get this guy in here.
0: Right. Again, it's not a slight on Corbin Boone. He seems like a good guy. Yeah, he can stay in the game even. Yeah, he's obviously he's not a bad player by any means like I like Corbin Bone but you got to give this guy a chance I don't care how he looked to people in preseason that doesn't
1: negate his whole career if he sucks no one's going to be mad at Koch for putting him in not that he's you know doing it based on the way the wind blows but the (laughs) should do it to
0: see what he's got all that being said the sky isn't falling we lost one to nothing to the league champs they're the best I mean I'm sorry I know people get sick of me saying it maybe but like Louisville City is really the only USL team that I find entertaining to watch I realize their coach is a prick there are
1: rivals but I could stomach definitely losing one to nothing to Louisville for this particular game there was nothing to grab onto. like ah damn we lost but at least I wish there was something more positive because I don't want to be sound like a total hater like we did after we won in week one But uh, I have faith we'll come back and be good, but it's just a little frustrating.
0: Yeah, the worst, honestly, the worst part of the night for me was we're down one to nothing to our biggest rival. We're not playing well. It's frustrating. And then they announce the attendance and the crowd goes wild. And I look across to the away section and I can just see their eyes rolling into the back of their heads like...
1: Well, it's they like, may have won the battle, but we won the war. Yeah. It's about putting butts in the seats. <laughs> <laughs> I understand.
0: Like, I'm like, I'm happy that we bring so many people out. It's great. At some point, we need to care about winning. <laughs> uh, if we're in like this weird, like, middle spot where, like, do we really care about the USL? If we're going to make this jump. Like, man, it'd be fucking amazing to win the league and then go up and we can pretend we got promoted.
1: Yeah. I saw, uh, national sports writer for the Washington Post. I think Stephen Goff, I think is his name. He was tweeting out weekend attendances for MLS games and then he added in um, fucking uh, FCC. The first reply was someone like wow, see this is proof we need pro-rel in uh in the u.s and he was like well actually they finished six last year and got beat handedly in the playoffs (laughs) i was like fuck you dude (laughs) then i tweeted at him i was like i wouldn't trade that u.s open cup you know i tried to stay strong which is true i would have rather had our u.s open cup run but still it was pretty salty it's like yeah we wouldn't even (laughs) we wouldn't even made it to the pro relegation we'd still be like we might be relegated The game leads us to this week's extremely important edition of KACH WATCH! And I'll just get right from the jump. Like, what is the temperature of Kotch's seat? I would say, um, after three weeks of hardly any offense I put Koch's seat above a fiery cauldron making it bubbling hot you know I'm not calling for his head but uh for this week he's definitely on the hot seat even though it wasn't that horrible of a loss I'm putting him on the hot seat because I didn't like what I saw
0: right and I think uh you know we said he was ice cold after the indie game which was a little generous honestly (laughs) like we eked out those both of those wins we held on for dear life kind of especially week one when you've been so bad on the road though uh yeah but you win your first two games away you're not on the hot seat but it was more of the same and it just like worries me last season you kept waiting for improvement and it never came now you got a whole new group of guys with almost the same problems it's got to go on the coach
1: yeah we have enough talent where we're gonna win a bunch of games regardless of who's the coaches i feel like we already talked about the nazmi thing we have no idea if it's you know a personality thing a skill thing a practice thing so all that's just speculation i hope it's not personality driven yeah it's
0: you know, what is Koch actually doing? I don't know. He makes <laughs> he made the same subs, whether we're trying to hold on to a lead or whether we're chasing the game. That's true. And, like, I, I do feel like it's worked. You know, I'm we didn't score. But, like, when he made the subs, the game kind of flipped. But it's still, when you think about it, it's a lot. <laughs> if you think
1: about it. If it wasn't for those two wins, which sounds fucking stupid, <laughs> but you're like... What's the least Koch could do? Sign Evan Newton. Like that's so far that's been his best move that he's made. We're just riding the line week to week, and hopefully by like week ten we'll be like, man, remember uh, game three where we sounded so dumb because Koch is the second coming of Pep Guardiola. This is
0: yeah. Except there was no chance in hell of anybody ever saying anything like that, and he's definitely not the master tactician. And I think about the open cup. I think about this anytime someone talked about MLS interest in Alan Koch. And I just, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Like we held on for dear life against Chicago fire. If Mitch doesn't play out of his skin, we're knocked out. No one's talking about Koch. And then against the Red Bulls, I thought he completely mismanaged that when we go two up, we sit back way too deep. Then we go 2-1. Still sit back way too deep. 2-2 two, two. and he's going to try and ride that out to penalties.
1: Yeah. That was the like worst. Like they part were to always
0: going to score again. There was no chance we were going to hold on to that. And I don't Sorry, I'm not trying to relive that. I'm <laughs> Anyway, your seat is
1: fucking hot, Alan Koch. <laughs> yeah. Put Nazmi in the game. Yeah, your KLR seat is burning. Your FC Cincinnati seat in real life is probably pretty cold because luckily for you the front office is extremely preoccupied but you know if Koch ends up one day as our uh, head of our youth team or something like god bless but uh, he will not be our MLS coach
0: yeah I'm sorry I'm hating pretty hard (laughs) the perfect Um, amount yes (laughs) the perfect amount of hate no probably next week when we demolish Bethlehem steel I'll be back on his side but I wish you all the best
1: (laughs) we're week to week
0: yeah i said so will say it was really good to be back at nippert i got my new seats i thought they were pretty good um sitting with all the players family
1: um they like to stand right
0: yeah they like to stand It made me feel like a celebrity a little bit um forest lasso had a huge crew of people um
1: i've seen yeah. him on instagram yeah he rolls pretty deep um yeah, i'm he, still he you know midfield bougie seats perfect view um luckily we weren't near the families because my man alex uh APK, um, really giving it to Seymour, almost <laughs> god it got uncomfortable for some people not for me
0: yeah the vibe in the crowd especially in my section it was more of like desperation like what we're screaming is please do something better please be better yeah like, just play better please
1: i'd forgotten the feeling that you get when uh the pit of your stomach when you're desperate for something good to happen and i found myself just getting way more upset than i thought i would at the first game of the year so it's gonna be a long season yeah but that's what's
0: fun we're really spoiled to have things going the way they are um i usually have just parked and walked into the game this time you know i went to get some food first and stuff and it's a whole fucking event that no other division two team has anything like it so as much as I'm being a hater we're know. hating on
1: the field yeah okay. i still <laughs> the least important i still part. count myself
0: lucky me and nick have had corny conversations about how you know we're like 35 and 36 years old we've like dreamed of having a team like this here so thanks everybody
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um not to talk about the attendance but the announced attendance to my eye, looked like it matched to what I saw in the stands, unlike some other um, cold MLS games and probably other USL games I saw, which like announced attendance of such and such, and it looked like a quarter of that because people just didn't want to come out. It seemed like, I don't know, I bet 95% of the people with tickets still came out to the game. And um, so that's pretty good on us. Yeah, we haven't had a real inside source since week one when we had a person, a highly placed person inside the CPS boardroom. And that's, uh, you know, that ship has sailed positively. But um,
0: we needed to get a little inside info. What's happening with the players, with the team? Like
1: We were able to get a hold of a player who was willing to go off the record and talk to us if we disguised his voice and talk about what's going on. So coming up right now, name unknown for this week's FCC Inside Source. So take it away, buddy.
2: I keep seeing people clamoring for Nazmi Abadawi to get a chance to play. Frankly, it's rubbing me the wrong way. These people aren't in practice with us every day, and they don't know Koch's methods. To be fair, I don't either, but still. Whenever we scrimmage, he tries to play through the middle. It's odd. It's unsettling. He looks freakishly calm, and at no time does he panic and just whack the ball across the field. Very bizarre. He's always trying to get the ball close to the goal, and that's just not the way our system works. Just because you were the most highly touted signing of the offseason and we signed you for two seasons and you haven't sniffed the field and our midfield looks lacking and desperate for number 10 does not mean you people or Nazmi are allowed to feel salty, okay? If he learned to put his head down and sprint in a straight line, maybe he'd be starting by now.
1: Like me, FCC Inside Source. Oh, my God. We have emotions. Um, What What a dick. dick. (laughs) But um, I wish I could tell you guys who that was. (laughs) So this week, uh, I will not be able to do chants. I can't scream at the top of my lungs. Um, I'm shockingly a father. I apologize to you listeners for shattering the illusion of this amazing bachelor just constantly on the town, dropping the KLR name, going home with a different woman every night who's amazingly impressed after I put the earbuds in her ear at the bar. I'm like, listen to this. I'm like, is this you? I'm like, yeah, it's me. And she's like, can we go? I'm like, yeah, we can go. All right. No, that's not me. All right. Married with children. So, I am handsome, if you're picturing me. (laughs) (laughs) If you're supportive of the podcast, which you are, because you're listening, episode number five, you know, make sure you're subscribed, follow us on Twitter. There is a Knifey Lion Radio shirt, as you know. So, if you want to get one, I am designing a John Hark's Cave of Wonders shirt as we speak. That'll be up. It'll be at some low, low price, so I'm sure you'll go get it. And, um... Next week, we play Jesus Christ Steel. Is there?
0: Yeah. Yeah, we do.
1: <laughs> Zach, you have any parting words for this week?
0: Yeah, my final thought would be, uh
1: yeah, just chill out it'll be all right that, that advice is for me too yeah i mean i read people on i've been reading people on reddit who i'm like geez god chill out it's only one game and then i, I realize i talk about it and i sound like i'm gonna kill someone but really it's it's surface level deep down i'm still feeling good but like this is our chance chance to vent and shit on some things but like i got it in perspective
0: yeah we record this immediately following the game and it's all knee jerk. I'll be. If I listen to this tomorrow, I'm going to be probably embarrassed. Dude, just fucking calm down.
1: Send Alan Koch an email. Like, you're all right. Just don't call him despicable and we're good to go. <laughs> but I will say the one part I hold dear in my heart free, free Nazmi, Nazmi. Okay. Everything else will work itself out. Hashtag free Nazmi. Get him out there. Nazmi, if you're listening, drop me a line. You can DM it, make it private. Just know I'm on your team.
0: We don't have to win another game. <laughs> Put this motherfucker in, please.
1: So, um, If you have any ideas, album songs that you don't have a chant to, but you're like, man, this would make a baller ass chant, tweet it at me, DM it, message me on Reddit, any way you want to get to us. And if you send us a suggestion that's non Nickelback, yeah, I'm looking at you, we will gladly turn it into a chant for you the following week. The turnaround is that quick. Yeah, we're like South Park. We are just like (laughs) South Park. Sadly, I cannot end this episode saying In first place, regardless of goal differential, we are probably in 35th place, regardless of anything, but you know what, no matter what, rise together.